Alrighty, Pilo, you're back. I made it. Made it back. Back in the States. Yeah, and I know that you're going to tell us all about it. Um, you look real tan, blah, 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 blah. Let's go ahead and get to the show, man. we got a lot to talk about. Welcome to the Top Talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To The Top Talk, brought to you by our good friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. We're recording this on March the 20th from beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, at my house. <laughs> Here, as always, with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics. I'm your host, Jason Bailey. Joining me now, the one and only, Patrick Lowry. Hola. Yeah, you've got all the all the all the all the all the beach terms and the and the Spanish and the, the Mexican and all that just yeah. down to a science now. I think. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it was it was a good week. Uh, a little culture shock going from uh, like eighty six degrees in Mexico and then uh, coming back into New Orleans uh, Sunday morning. It was like thirty, uh, so that that was wild. Um, so outside of that, I'm doing pretty good. Well, and when you left, it was kind of still hot around here, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. We left. It was nice weather. We had great weather all week. And then, uh, as everybody knows, you know, you had that kind of cold front that came through. And uh, then the freezing cold followed it up. And then we, we definitely hit that. Yeah, well, and, and we went through the same thing. Uh, we took a little quick vacation just to Gulfport and stayed at a water park resort. And it was too cold to get in the water. <laughs> That's really easy to, to, to explain to a six-year-old, by the way. Um, but it was, it was a cool place called Oasis down there. Um, yeah. Right, right, off, right off of 90. It's, it's really cool. They converted like an old, I think an old military hospital or veterans hospital or something like that into this just, it's a really cool resort. So we're going to go back again and make sure it's not, you know, in, in, in the 30s. Right. Uh, and that would be cool. But, but no, man, so while you were gone... Coop stepped up and pinch hit. Yeah. Um, we had to find a place early in the morning to, to go record it before I left to go out of town. Right. So a forestry bar accommodated us. Um, and by the way, uh, today's episode is brought to you by forestry bar and grill. Always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event. They have all the games on. If you can't make it to the game, $9 and 95 cent plate lunches Monday through Friday, home style plate lunches. And don't forget to tag us on social when you go by there so you can get yourself a shout-out. Um, but, but yeah, so, so Coop, pinch it. I, you know, he did great. I mean, he's been on the show before. Coop and I have been friends for, hell, I don't know, like 20, 25 years. I think I'm getting to that point in my life where I can say things like that. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but he stepped right in there, and, and he's a passionate Southern Miss fan. So. No, it sounded great. I actually listened. We got signal, I think, once... Once we made it to Cozumel, which was our last port of call, uh, you can actually flip over your phone and just do like data roaming. And so I was able to use my phone. I downloaded the episode, and while we were shopping around in Cozumel, I had it kind of to my ear and got to listen to it. And uh, picked yourself up some uh, Preparation H, I think. <laughs> yeah, from some drugstores down in Mexico. <laughs> got some got some of the good stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's all in good fun, man. But glad to have you back, first of all, and. Um, but as, as far as your trip goes, I know that, that you want to talk about a lot of that. And it's a good thing, because while you're gone, there's a whole lot of losing that happened. Um, so I don't know how much time we want to devote to Southern Miss stuff, but <laughs> with, 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 we haven't done a foodie talk in a while. Right. And I'm not sure what all you have prepared for this, or if you have anything prepared, but I figured that we would start off the episode with you kind of just talking about your trip, um, places that you went, people that you met. And more importantly, you know, food. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it was it was a great trip. We uh, we left out of New Orleans. Uh, you know, we went on a cruise. Uh, went to some places that I hadn't been to before. Went to Belize. Uh, went to Roatan, Honduras, and ended up going finishing up with Cozumel. So kind of three three pretty good ports. All really good. Uh, great food. 
actually saw a couple of people with some Southern Miss hats on on the cruise. Did so. you see Raheem Nunez Riches? No, I did not. But I told Lisa when we were there, I was like, "You got to, we got to wear Southern Miss stuff on our Belize Day because if somebody that. stops us, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe they would recognize." Of course, nobody did. But uh, we were trying to rep it as much as we could. Uh, you know the the funny thing about that, uh, Katie and I, we before we had Jack, we used to go to Aruba every year. <clears throat> the first time we're there, I'm sitting in the little lobby of the hotel we're staying at, and they have a bar and grill down there as well. Right when we got there, we just think we were waiting on our room to to get ready. Of course, I got all my Southern Miss stuff. While we're sitting there, a guy comes up behind me, puts his hand on the table, kind of slaps the table, and he says, "Southern Miss." I just kind of turned around and said, to the top. And my wife goes, no way. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. It was, it was I great. mean, we sat down for the welcome aboard show the first night and literally look out to my right and the guy's got a Southern Miss hat on. And then one of the guys that got up on stage, they got these five guys to get up on stage and act crazy for, to show how much they love their wife. And, um, so it, you did, it, please it, tell me you did that and you have video. I, I did not get up there. Uh, I know better. I've been on too many of those. Uh, but the the first guy was a newlywed. He had been married one day, and he was from Laurel, Mississippi. Wow! And he had on a Southern Miss like uh, like hoodie. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a good trip. Uh, I did have a couple of foodie spots, kind of things that we kind of had. So yeah, hit us up with some foodie talk. So one of the I would say probably one of the best was was and I actually tweeted out a couple of pictures. I think on the Hub City account. So if you're not following that, Hub City Eats. Uh, it's lots of Southern Miss, well, Hattiesburg uh, restaurants as far as the post, but the stories I like to, the Instagram stories and Facebook stories, I like to kind of do stuff that where we travel and, and different places I go. Mm-hmm. So we may have, so I had some posts on there. Um, so we had this little bar uh, right off the port, uh, right on the beach. It was called, I think it was called Three Amigos and it was, it was awesome. So we kind of posted up, me and Lisa and had some. Uh, chips and guac and, uh, you know, some, some Dos Equis and it, it was, it was just great. Uh, so that kind of was the highlight I think of, of the whole trip was just getting to hang out and, and kind of enjoy that, that atmosphere it had music going and people dancing. It was spring break. And, uh, so that was, it was a lot of fun. Um, following that up, probably I have to say the best was, so Carnival does a kind of sponsorship with Guy Fietti, the guy that's. If you watch the Food Network, you know I'm talking about crazy spiky hair. Uh, does the diners, drive-ins, and dives show, and and all of multiple other shows. So he kind of has a burger joint on all their ships, and I probably ate a burger there every single day the entire time. Uh, you would think oh, I was just a hamburger, but I don't know. There's something special about the way it was like a smash burger, thin, hmm. crispy bacon. It was solid. So every day, and my son, who's four. Uh, the only, I think all week he lived off of the, he, they had these French fries that had this seasoning on them and it's kind of like fuzzies, you know, the seasoning on the chips, it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So they had the seasoning on the fries. And so literally all he asked for every single day was seasoning fries. And so he ate all week on those French fries and bacon. So like wow. he thought every meal he should have bacon. Uh, cause we told him he could have bre- bacon, uh, for breakfast. I totally agree with that logic. <laughs> So literally every time we sat down to eat, he's like, what do you want to eat? He said bacon. Uh, So he lived off of bacon and fries all week, uh, as a four-year-old should. Um, Another great thing is uh, obviously just the opportunity to get multiple entrees. So it's like you can't make up your mind. We'll just get both because you can. Uh, So I did a lot of that this week. Um, Outside of that, they have, you know, just the 24. I don't know know if it's 24-hour anymore, but it's... Probably 20 hour a day pizza. Uh, if you don't mind standing in line, it was a packed ship for sure. But they have a, like a four cheese thin crust pizza that was stellar. Um, so I had a lot of that. And uh, they also have like a kind of seafood restaurant on the back that you can order like on your phone and like they'll like deliver it to you, uh, which is pretty awesome. So we had some, some fresh buffalo shrimp, kind of hot sauce. Uh, buffalo sauce and shrimp, fried shrimp that was stellar. So, so this multiple entrees that you can get it. Yeah, well, I don't understand. Is so, it, like you, you know, you have like options when you get the menu at dinner, right? Uh-huh. And so, like if you want the lobster and you want the prime rib, you can't make your just get both. You, wow. Yeah. So you can have 
Like, and they have appetizers. Like, they have like five or six every single night. And those couple nights I had like three. Because, I mean, they're all little small portions for the appetizers. But she's like, I want a salad, but I also want the shrimp cocktail. And I also want to try this little frog legs or, you know, something. They always mix in just some So similar things. to a buffet, but they just bring it to you. Like like a like a Texas like a uh, Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so if you're just you can't make up your mind for kind of for dinner that night, uh, just you know get multiple entrees and eat what you want. So that's kind of the beauty and kind of what you sign up for on a cruise. So uh, my wife just texted me that I'd be wasting food. I never could do it. Uh, I know I'd never be able to do it because I'd be wasting food. And that's probably right. It's probably right. Well, it's it's the one problem that I have with going to buffets. Yeah, is is that you know, it's you you. There's too much to pay. Like when I pay the money, I want to feel like I get my money's worth. Right. But I don't want to feel like I got my money's worth. Yeah. So therein lies the problem, right? <laughs> See, in college it was different because I could go and I could scrounge up enough money to go to a buffet, and I would sit there forever. Just so I probably wouldn't have to buy any more food for right. like a day or two. Right. <laughs> um, but no, man, that's, is that, is that all you got for the foodie talk? I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, I, I did want to point people back to Hub City Eats, which I did. Uh, it's kind of, it's starting to grow and really kind of take off getting followers every single day, pretty much. Um, and, um, one thing that's, that's, I want to talk about and, um, I saw them post when I, when we made it back was the, the depot is moving. Mm-hmm. They're not right down the road, right down the road. So they're not like leaving or anything, but, uh, they are moving from their Bushman location, uh, to over to Walnut, uh, Walnut circle. So the old Walnut circle spot. So this week is their last week, uh, at the Bushman location. I'll actually be there, uh, tomorrow working. So, uh, I like to work like one day a week or so remotely, you know, kind of out at a coffee shop type thing. So, uh, I'll be there tomorrow. Uh, if you want to stop by, say hey. Um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw them out there. They're one of my. If you've looked at the Hub City Eats, there's multiple depot uh, posts on there because they're always having some kind of special, uh, and it, it's just a great spot. Yeah, it's a great place. It's kind of I don't know. To me, I'm like, I mean, I guess they just outgrew the location, but um, I mean, you can't. That's just it's such a cool spot. Yeah, not the, the walnut, not, not, not awesome. that the former walnut circle isn't, but it's very cool. I, we've we've taken Dash, our dog, there before. Right. Yeah. You know? Anyway, very cool. Um, so look, let's start to talk about some Sutter Miss stuff. Enough, enough of your cruise crap. Uh, <laughs> so what happened since the last time we recorded? Well, we played some baseball games out in San Marcos. Um, we, we've learned a little bit of football-related news that we'll get into. Uh, softball is back in action as the ra- with the versus the raging Cajuns at home, and you know of course Coop was on a uh, pinch hitting for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to remind everybody that we do have merchandise available at bonfire.com/store/to-the-top-talk. Uh, the links are in all of the bios on our social networks, so go by there and check them out. And baseball is what happened this past week in softball. But I think I wanted to start off talking a little bit of basketball with yeah. this episode. Um, first of all, uh, Neftali Alvarez, who everybody knows, he's had this foot thing, right? He's He just couldn't get right. Even towards the end of the year, I think he was battling through a lot of pain with, with this, with this, uh, this whatever it is, the, the, the fracture or the, 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 on the top of his foot with the screws in yeah. there and, and all that. So, but, but he tweeted something out uh, in relation to that, so... His tweet said, Sutter Miss fans, thank you for the support the whole season. Now is the time to work for next year. I will get surgery soon, and I'll be back for summer workouts. Really appreciate each one of y'all who support this team. Hashtag SMTTT. See y'all next year. Shout out to my teammates. So, number one, Nefty's going to have some more surgery. <laughs> yeah. Right? right? So, um, you know, I... I, 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 I I'm hoping that surgery is like to remove the screws and maybe see if you can kind of go without it. Cause I am not a doctor, but I know if I had screws in the top of my foot and as much running as you do and starting and stopping, especially with Nefty, um, how quick he is, that's gotta be painful. And the screw might be doing something, holding it all together. And maybe when you take it out, it, I don't know. I don't know what all happens, but I think if the screws get removed, that, that, that hopefully 
would would be a little bit more comfortable and maybe not as much pain. Now, whether it's going to be stable enough to not have to put some other kind of hardware in there, I have no idea. Right. This is why I, we should add Tiro on tonight. We should uh, have. for things like this. <laughs> but 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 the the next thing about that tweet is that uh, he's coming back, right? Oh yeah, um, it, it's it, it looks like he's coming back for sure. Hey, he's having this he's having this surgery really really soon. So um, shout out to Nefties become one of the uh, one of my favorite players. I mean, it's like everybody on our team right now is kind of tied for being my favorite player. Yeah. And um and I just hope that he can come back for his sake because he's a hell of a basketball player. Um but you know, for, for our sake we get to watch him and hopefully watch him for an entire season, so that would be really cool. Uh in, in other basketball news, uh, Jay Ladner announced the basketball camps coming up for the summer of 2023. Pilo, you want to take us through those real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So it looks like uh, starting out June 2nd and 3rd, uh, it's a high school team camp uh, for grades 9 through 12. Uh, that next week, June 10th, is a junior high team camp, grades 6 through 8. Uh, June 13th, the elite shooting camp, ages 5 through 18. So that covers... Uh, Pretty much everybody in that Jack, one. Jack wants to go to that one. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, you can't even shoot it all the way to the rim. And, and it goes all the way up to the age of 18. I'm going, I don't, you know. Th- this next one you're going to get to. Yeah, That's the one I want him to get to. Yeah, yeah. June. So if he doesn't go to that one, you got June 14th and 15th. You have little dribblers. which That's is what I'm talking about. Ages 5 through 8. So. So it sounds much more like my 6-year-old, little dribblers, instead of the elite shooting camp. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's the deal. If you can't read the title of the camp you're going to, you probably shouldn't be going to it. <laughs> uh, June 19th through 22, we have the All-American Camp. Uh, so that's ages 8 through 15. And then rounding up, writing out June, June 30 at the high school shootout, grade, uh, grades 9 through 12. And so uh, if you want to go to one of those, uh just go to jladnerbasketballcamps.com or you can email garland.wilson at usm.edu or call 205-570-1688. It's a very aptly named web address for that for those camps. Yeah. jladnerbasketballcamps.com. Uh, right. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see that and go like, man, what, I wonder that, what am I going to get myself into? <laughs> right? Pretty clear. Um. And I, I want to get your take on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I put this in here. Just at the end of basketball season, you know, we kind of, I want to say fizzled out. Like these guys were playing their ass off. And, they, you know, and they, it's not like they laid down or anything like that. I'm not trying to make that any kind of inference like that. Um, but I have a theory on why it might have kind of not gone as we all hoped it would have gone okay so we set goals at the very beginning of the year and when i say we like the basketball team the the coaching staff and the players they all had goals that they set they set out and i think the first of which was coach ladner just saying i want to play meaningful games in march right right we're like that's a really good plan that's a really good thing to 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 strive for Mm -hmm. and then we started off like 10 and 0 or 11 and 0 12 you know we, we started off just so hot and i think we were like well, damn. You know, maybe we, that's maybe that's not uh, an ambitious enough goal. We're going to get that one, I think. Right. So then we're like, you know, let's let's try to win a, a Sun Belt title. You know, so then we had the, the next goal, and and then we had an, and then we had the twenty the twenty wins, and then like the twenty three wins, then like the twenty five wins, and just, we kept like checking all these boxes off, and I feel like the team might have um, just like kept crossing the finish line. Like kept getting to the next checkpoint, right? And at some point, you're like, "All right, we did it!" Whoo! Like you got to the top of that mountain, and they're like, "Oh, there's another mountain." You're like, "Okay, I got you." And they got to the top of that mountain, you know, whoo! And then there's another mountain, and then there's another mountain. And then at some point, I think just mentally, maybe we're just we we did we just couldn't get up that final mountain, right? We we had done it too many times. Does that make any sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, well. That's and 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 that's not to mention going undefeated at home too. I know that was one of their big yeah goals. Yeah, I mean, we did that yeah, all well. these things. So, anyway, that's that's. I'm I'm sure that there's tons of people that are gonna 
Disagree with that, but you know, I, I, the players didn't change. I don't think that we ran them too hard. We had plenty of depth. We played them all. Uh, Nefty being out hurt a little, but he missed a ton. You know, so right. I don't think you can lean on any of those. I, I just I, I think that that's something that maybe uh, could have led to it, and and that's also kind of just the Southern Miss way. You know, <laughs> it's um. It, it, uh, and, and first of all, if, if you'd have told anybody that the season was going to end up like this, uh, we would go to the NIT, we would be the regular season champs, we were flirting with being in the top 25, everybody would have taken it before the year started and probably thought you were crazy. But isn't that just the, the Southern Miss way? Like, you first you have to convince yourself and everybody else that something great is possible. Right. Then along the way, you start to get people on your side and people start showing up next to you at the games like, hey, check this out, man. You know they're good? I'm like, yeah, we've been here the whole time. Um, and then we, you, t- you take steps towards the unthinkable. You prove yourself uh, not only to yourself and the people sitting around you um, to the point where everybody starts believing. That's when that eagle fever thing started happening again. Right. And then you just usually fall just short of something historically amazing. That's just kind of how it... There's a few times in Southern Mrs. history where we did take that next step, but... This is just kind of how it goes around here, and it's it's the, the the givers and stealers of hope, and it's what drives us crazy, and at the same time, it's the reason we love it. So, anyway, that's my little basketball theory and and Southern Miss diatribe that I thought I'd have to just get off my chest. So there we go. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're spot on. I, I worked the word diatribe into it. Yeah, that was uh, it's one of those hot-dollar words. Yeah, $10 um, word. No, I mean, I think there's something to it. Like like you said, it's not like uh, we pushed too hard and just ran out of gas. Like, these guys were, uh, we were playing lots of guys. There was lots Physically, of... Physically, like maybe yeah. mentally. Right. Like, physically, we were fun. Right, right. I mean, yeah. outside of Nefty being hurt, we were pretty healthy relatively, you know, through the season. And so, um, no, I think there's a lot to that for sure. I mean, it's still, though, it, it's amazing how you have a seven-win team the year before and how quickly the expectations were that mm. we should have been in the day. That's a good point. That's um, a very good point. I, I think you have to kind of pump through. And it's the same thing we're experiencing right now in baseball. Uh, I think people are already yeah. jumping yeah. ship and thinking, you know, we need to fire coaches and things like that. And, and uh, a like we're playing a way harder schedule already this year, uh, you know, skipping over to baseball. But I, I just think people have to pump the brakes a little bit and kind of realize like just all this happened in one year, and it was happening in front of Jay as quickly as we were experiencing it too. So he was kind of figuring out this team and gelling them together and, and, and stuff like that. So, um, like you said, if you would have told anybody at the end of last season when when it ended with seven wins, say, hey, at the end of next year, we're going to be in the NIT, we're going to win the regular season, and we're going to have 25 wins yeah. or 23 or whatever Sign me up. Uh, there's nobody that wouldn't have taken that. Yeah. So You could even tell me, like, yeah, it's going to be awesome until the very end, and it's going to be horrible. <laughs> like, I don't care. It's cool. 25? Seriously? Okay. Anyway, you you talked about baseball for a second there. Let's get into baseball. Yep. So it, it wasn't all bad last week. I said we did a lot of losing. We did a lot of losing just for uh, because we're so used to a lot of winning. Mm-hmm. We just didn't win at all, right? Right. Um, but baseball right now sits at twelve and seven, one and two in the conference. For his efforts last week, uh, sophomore pitcher Nico Maza. Established Nuker Rise with seven innings pitched and 11 Ks over Al- Valparaiso and earned Sunbelt Pitcher of the Week honors. So that's two weeks in a row that Southern Miss pitcher uh, got that because the week before it was Matt Adams. So it was pretty good. Cool. And almost the exact same stats for Matt at that time. But we kicked off the week last week at uh, Southeastern Louisiana on March the four- Tuesday, March the 14th in Hammond. We won this game 8-1. to one. Uh, Southeastern had just taken two of three from Auburn at Auburn. So this is not just a throwaway game. It's a team that's pretty damn good, and, and we went down there and just looked great. I mean, winning the game 8-1, to one, it was awesome. Um, scored quickly. The Eagles scored quickly in the, in, in the first inning. Scored one run in the first inning. Wilkes knocked in Dickerson with a double off the wall. Uh, Wilkes just continues to just 
knocked the cover off. Uh, Wilkes did more damage in the third with a solo homer to right center. Danny Lynch also hit a bomb in the sixth to make it 3-1 to one Eagles. Then Robertson uh, hits his first homer as a Golden Eagle going back-to-back with Lynch to make it 4-1, to one. so that was pretty cool. Eagles score three more in the sixth and the seventh to uh, put the game out of reach. 12 hits on the day to just six strikeouts. People can say what they want to about Creel. Those are super solid numbers right there. Top of the order was crazy productive, too. Now, if you want to, if you want to talk about the bottom of the order, we can get to that. But top of the order looked awesome. Uh, Etzel goes two for four. Dickerson, two for five. Wilkes, two for five with a bomb and a double. Tate Parker got three hits on a day, three for four with three RBIs. So nine of the total 12 hits for the Sutter Miss uh, versus Southeastern um, came from spots one through four in the lineup, which is good. It's the reason you got them at the sure. very top of the order. Of course. Okay? So, um, and and we, we didn't mention uh, Danny Lynch, but he, he didn't have multiple hits. But Danny Lynch with a very patient day at the plate going one for two with three walks. So walks as good as a hit. Yep. Billy Oldham got the start, went five innings, pitched four hits, one earned run, five Ks, two walks on 93 pitches. Pretty efficient outing for Billy. And then Cross Sively uh, bridged the gap to, to Storm going three innings pitch, zero runs, three Ks, zero walks. He's just a machine when you put him out there. Um, he's, he, he, and so Cross, get this, he throws 28 pitches over three innings of work. Where we just talked about Billy, Billy threw ninety three pitches on five innings of work, right? So that's 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 very very efficient work out yeah. of Cross. Um, it's not like he throws a million miles an hour either. He's got kind of a funky motion in this herky jerky, uh, sort of three quarter, but just fills up the zone, man. Um, he, he's turning into, I don't know, kind of like our Dalton Rogers last year or something yeah. like that. Even though Dalton was was had more velo and looked a bit a little bit. More impressive, like if you're a scout or something. But sure. man, Cross is just one hell of a pitcher, dude. It's fun watching him play. Even better when I get his name right. It's cool. <laughs> uh, then Storm came in and, and slammed the door. He threw the ninth. Um, he had three Ks. Uh, he did walk a guy. But, but yeah, so so after that midweek game, I know that you were – were you already going on the cruise at this point? Yeah, yeah. We were we were out in the middle of the ocean. But we had a, had a plan where I could kind of check social and – so I was keeping up, keeping up with it, and and I'm gonna give a shout out at the end, but I'm gonna go ahead and give it out here. Uh, Justin Hosey, uh, he, I don't know how I ended up texting him or he ended up texting me um, at some point, but I was like, can you give me some updates because the the internet wasn't working, but I could text like iMessage, you know, kind of text message. Yeah. So he would kind of give me periodic updates on. So shout out to Justin for that. I appreciate it for keeping me up. Yeah, I. Uh, I was pumped about the uh, the Creek Robertson homer and the the Danny Lynch bomb. Yeah, I mean, so so yeah, the Southeastern game was, was great, um, and that leads us to the three game series that we had out in San Marcos. Three games set at Texas State. Texas State's good. Um, people, everybody knows about what kind of season we had last year. Texas State had a very similar season. They won forty seven games. They, they were like an inch away from going to a super regional themselves. They, they didn't host a regional. They had to go to Stanford. Um, they, they had to lead there late and, and, and didn't get it done. But the, the point is, it's, it's another team that maybe some people are out to get familiar with. Yep. And we're on the road, uh, which is not easy to do. Um, the, 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 the good thing about, uh, about this is we're going in with a little bit of momentum. Uh, we found a little bit of something at the plate, and we had Tanner Hall going. So those are all three good things. Yep. So we, we won this game, a uh, score of four to two. Um, Tanner Hall looked fantastic outside of a brain fart in the sixth. Uh, if you haven't seen this yet, Pilo, uh, so there were two outs, and Tanner's just cruising. It's a three to nothing lead, and um, – uh, t- two outs, uh, and there is just a ball tapped back to the mound. There's a runner on third. So instead of just, you know, walking over and stepping on first base or taking a few steps and shoveling it to first base or just throwing it, whatever you want to do to get the out of first base innings over, well, Tanner forgot. <laughs> so um, Tanner gets the, the runner at third and a rundown. Right. 
It really throws a throws a poor throw to Danny Lynch, who Danny I think Danny's he's wondering what the hell is going on too. Uh, but now he's like, all right, I got to get in here and get this rundown done. So he steps into the third base line and, and he's going to begin the rundown. Uh, Tanner throws the ball low. Uh, that Danny hits his glove and it falls out and he gets the error on. Right. <laughs> so his so so Tanner didn't give up any earned runs, but you know uh, he was kind of the reason for it anyway. So we could have been three to nothing, but it ended up walking out of that inning three to two. Um, you know, it was it was just beyond. It was just bizarre to see like your All American, your Olympic, um, but your it happens, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it, sure. it, it happened. I can't believe it happened, but but it did happen. The good thing was it didn't cost us the game. Um. Okay, so right after that, um, Black comes up and hits a homer and so this so it feels freezing cold in, in San Marcos just right. like it was here the wind was blowing in I think the wind usually blows, blows out at their park like it does here at the Pete but the wind was blowing in uh, Texas State came in to the series already already have hit 38 home runs this year compared right. to the Golden Eagles 12 um, and so you didn't think that anybody could hit a homer but Black comes up and hits a homer and then that guy again, cross Sively, uh, just stays red hot out of the pen. And, and and he was really the story for today. He came in, he shoved it, he went three and a third, two hits, zero runs, ball game. You know, um, Tanner took us two thirds of the way, and that last third cross was just like, give me the damn ball, get out of the way. I'm going to win this game. I'm not going to forget how many outs there are. Um, Golden Eagles with six hits on the day. Uh, two of which were by Black himself. Um, Texas State, usual Friday guy was out, uh, so they threw a few different guys, uh, five total pitchers. So going into game two, USM had only used two pitchers, um, so we felt like that was probably an advantage moving forward into the weekend. Right. And I know you weren't following along as closely as I was, but what were your thoughts after that first one? Yeah, no, I mean, I was pumped to see we got that first one. I, I knew... Uh, what kind of team Texas State was. I knew uh, just from reading how many of their guys had already reached like the 20 RBI. Yeah. Uh, kind of score a lot point in, in the season. So uh, I knew we were going to have to really do well on the mound and also generate, you know, some offense to keep up. So uh, to get that first one was huge. No doubt. Um, moving into game two on Saturday, March the 18th. Lost this one three to two. I mean, had her chances. Reese hit a ball off the top of the wall. Lacey ripped one to third base that the guy made a great play on. Uh, took away a double. Dickerson hit a rocket to center field with two runners on. Um, it was just one of those games, you know, three to two game. You can always look back and find a lot of ifs. That, uh, but but they're really – speaking of Dickerson, uh, we haven't talked about all three games, but he really didn't have a whole lot to show uh, in the box score over the weekend. My man hit – Laser beams all weekend long. He's going to have another weekend coming up where he probably doesn't barrel up a single ball and gets like seven hits. Because this weekend he just he just striped it um, all weekend and didn't have a whole lot to show for it. Um, Matt Adams got the start again. He's the Saturday guy uh, and barely got out of the first inning. Threw over 30 pitches in the first. Gave up three doubles in a row, I think, at one point. Uh, but he only gave up two runs. Settled down after that and had a pretty good outing overall. Five innings pitched, seven hits. Three earned, three earned runs, two walks, and four Ks. You're like, how is that considered a good a good outing? You only went five. Well, when you throw over 30 pitches in the first inning. <laughs> right, going five. Five, five innings looks like you're going to throw 150 pitches. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So he really settled down after that and, and looked good. Um, Colby Allen came in through a clean one and two thirds uh, with two Ks. And then Tyler Martin, one and a third. He gave up nothing. Uh, Levi Wells for Texas State was really good and also a real asshole on the mound. Um, I don't know if you got to see any of the replays, but see as the he was coming off, gestures. I mean yeah. that and just just staring at the at our dugout and I, I don't know if Texas State is just going to be this way. I don't know if they're going to be the new Louisiana Tech. I would like to think that we could have a rival. I, I I don't personally feel like to be a rival you have to be an asshole. I don't think I I feel like us and Marshall don't do that. Right, uh, us and 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 Rice didn't do that for years. You know, there's like a we wanted to beat your ass, but you didn't have. It's just stuff like he was doing. 
You know, I, I don't, I just don't know. I, I, that's not, thank God we got 40 running the, running the show here at Southern Miss. Cause, uh, if any of our guys did something like that, I, I would like to be a fly on the wall, uh, in that conversation. <laughs> um, no, you wouldn't. But anyway, yeah, I mean, dude's good too. That's the bad thing. He was good. I kind of like watching him pitch. And then somebody told me this a long, long time ago, Pilo. They said, somebody today in the stadium is going to be watching you play. And that's the only time they're ever going to watch you in their lives. So this is how they're going to feel about you for the rest of their lives. And I'm going to feel that way about that pitcher forever. Yeah. Like, hey, great right. talent, asshole. Yep. So, anyway. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, we're watching, kind of have golf on the TV. It's, it's kind of like that. You, you go see these guys one time, probably, you're going to see a pro. And if you have a bad experience for the, for the rest of your life, you just have a kind of a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Um, yeah, but it, he struck out 10 Southern Miss Golden Eagles on the day. Um, Matt, Etzel, Matt Etzel did have a good day. He went three for five, was the only Golden Eagle with multiple hits. Um, Southern Miss did out-hit the Bobcats 10-9, to which actually they out-hit the Bobcats in each game of the series, which is an interesting stat. Um, Southern Miss got a first run on a, on a first and third play in the first inning with Dickerson drawing a throw on a second base, stolen base, uh, on a stolen base attempt to second base. Stopped short, and then Etzel stole home, so that was cool. We're manufacturing runs. If the hidden's not going, how the hidden's, how we hoped it would go, hitting hundreds of home runs, then you got to manufacture runs. So, right. We did. Um, the other run came from a single by Lynch uh, scoring sergeant. So, after that second game, where were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know all the details. I saw that it was close, and then I saw we had gotten some people on late and had a chance uh, to at least tie it up and go to extras or, you know, push ahead there late. So um, I hated we lost it, but again, I, like, I know this is a good team. So, uh, And there's so many different ways we could have won the game. I mean, an inch here, an inch there. You can normally say that in one-run games, but... This was truly the way. And you know, look, the umpiring, I just, <laughs> I'm not sure if it was it was biased. I know it was not good. I know it was bad. Yes. But, yeah, I did hear but, that. I, um, I did not obviously see it, but. Um, lots of, lots of very questionable ball and strike calls uh, behind the plate. So here we go to game three, Sunday, March 19th, the rubber match. And we lost this game eight to five, dropping our first ever Sun Belt series two to one. But it really was a battle of a game. Um, I mentioned earlier, but we out-hit the Bobcats yet again, 9-8. to eight, um, And we hit a ton of balls right at them. I don't know what this curse is we have to break, but just keep hitting the ball hard, and I think it's all going to work itself out eventually. A four-run third was really what did Southern Miss uh, in. Um, Mazza started, and he was, he was looking great. He was, looking, he was throwing hard. He was locating. And then in the third inning, man, he just kind of lost it. <laughs> Yeah, actually, um, I think I turned that on at that point while we were up. Yeah, yeah well, it, and it was going fine. Right, um, right, right. And then uh, score, they scored a lot of runs in one inning. Yeah, his final line goes two and two-thirds innings pitch, two hits, five walks, yep. four earned runs, and only one strikeout. So he just couldn't find it, man. And that might be where this 20-pitch, I mean, 20-second pitch clock kind of works against you uh, sometimes, I would think. You know, that, that, that there's there's not much time to kind of go back and grab the rosin bag and gather your thoughts or anything like that. you got to get the ball and go. And, um, and he just didn't have it. So uh, it, it wasn't great. Uh, Rhodes came in. Uh, he looked okay. Uh, got us out of that, that inning immediately, I think on one pitch. Yep. Then he came back and he started walking people. Uh, he walked three batters and two innings pitched, gave up two earned runs. He did strike out four, so he was, you know, he was he was effective. Just didn't throw enough strikes. Middleton came in and threw an inning. He walked two batters. Storm came in through two innings. He walked three batters, and then Monastery got the last out. I I, I would imagine that we would probably see a little bit more Nick uh, moving forward uh, this year. Golden Eagles walked thirteen batters on the day, and for a team that Oof. your calling card the last couple of years. Has really been the strikeout to walk ratio, just yep. if not leading the nation, like one of the top five, and uh, not not the case uh, so far this year. Um, Thirteen walks, way too many, uh, but but 
so anyway, so yeah, that that's 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 this, how the series. Was this went. the game? Peyto hit the home run. Yeah, I think so. Okay, because because Tuna set the first two. Yeah, yeah. So he came in. Yeah, he came in because I actually was watching. We we got back Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I had it on, and I think he was maybe down in the count. And I mean, he when he hit when I when he connected, looked like a line drive. Like I was like, get get over at least get over the right fielder's head, mm-hmm. and the ball just sailed out. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely looking forward to more of those, and hopefully you know he finds something there and. Oh, the, the the team's way better when Peto's way better, right? And Sarge for sure. So the the fact that we're still kind of hanging in there, and we're and look, we lost this game eight to five, but out hit them again. Uh, we, we lost the second game by inches. No matter which metric or which uh, example you want to look at, if one of four different things go differently, same thing with this thing with this game. Uh, the center fielder made this circus catch, where he turned around like three different directions and ended up like. Hitting the wall simultaneously when he caught it off the bat of Etzel, I believe. Um, if that happens, uh, that with Etzel running, hell, it might be an inside the Parker, you know? Right. Um, so we lost two out of three. I guess you could say that we could have lost game one also, but we were that close to sweeping. So I don't know. I don't. I don't feel that bad about where we sit with baseball. So the Sunbelt Conference, speaking of baseball, the Sunbelt Conference did announce the format for the conference baseball tournament coming up in Montgomery on May 23rd through the 28th. And this is a very interesting format. We talked about it a little bit before the show, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. So apparently it rained in last year's tournament. This is the same format as last year, but, but the rain ended up changing it up. I'm not sure how it how it changed it up. But um, so the deal is the top six seeds go to double elimination. Seven through 10 seeds go to single elimination and 11 through 14 stay home. Then the title game is a winner take all. So I assume that means that if you get to the title game and say one team's got one loss, one team has zero losses, you hadn't got to beat them twice. It's just that that's the game. Right. So I, th- I, I think it's a pretty cool Tournament format. Um, I, I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, no, I'm. Mean, I'm trying to think how many games that would be to get you to the championship. Because um, I remember in the old pod system with CUSA, it was like if you could win three, then you would get to. I imagine it would be similar. Um, you win three games, and you're you're going to make it to that championship. Well, it puts a very good emphasis on being one of those top six. Absolutely, to be yeah. in double elimination. Right, because uh, I'm so, assuming the seeding would go like one through ten. Right, and it's just seven through ten. If they lose one game, they're done. Yep. Yeah. So even if even if you know a lower seed beats an earlier seed, you, you still get another shot because being that being those top six. Okay, and as far as updating the baseball polls, well, that's not going to be too difficult uh, here coming up <laughs> because we're not in a whole lot of them right now. We did move to number thirty three. Uh, in the USA Today coaches poll down from number 25. That's really the only one that I found that we were even mentioned. So I thought I would just update the RPI. So Warren Nolan, the update, up-to-date RPI before we started this show tonight because it changes all the time. It's like a living and breathing thing, this RPI deal. Uh, RPI sitting at number 36, strength of schedule number 21. So which is still, you know, still fun. Yeah. Right? So we're, we're still okay. Coming up this week, uh, we have one midweek and three-game conference set. The midweek game is versus UNO at UNO. It's, air quotes, sold out. I saw that. Apparently, what I heard was just some booster for UNO came to the came to the game here, and the game was actually sold out. Uh, he was bent. He couldn't get a ticket, so he bought all the tickets for the UNO game. So when you watch on TV, there's there's going to be tons of empty seats. I, I think. Look, hopefully it'll be a great a great atmosphere. I don't feel like it's going to be that way. But anyway, we play them uh, tomorrow night. We're recording this on Monday. So the game's Tuesday, March 21st uh, at 6.30 p.m. Uh, who knows? Might be up at the 4th Street Bar watching that one. Come come give us a shout. And then we have a three-game conference homestand versus Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern's good. They are in the NCAA tournament last year. Is the 16th seed and hosted a regional 
So that's, hey, man, this is Sun Belt's big boy baseball. <laughs> and and uh, it might be a little top heavy, but uh, the top is really good. Um, they're 10 and 10 this year, 3 and 0 in the conference so far. Uh, they uh, this year they they've had some cool wins. They took two of three from West Virginia. They beat U they beat UCF two of three. They did get swept by Rutgers, which is kind of weird. But then they just beat South Alabama all three times to to be undefeated in Sun Belt play. They've got four guys hitting over three hundred, but they've only had 13 home runs so far. They do run a little bit. Uh, they're seventeen of twenty in stolen base attempts. Team ERA of 5.60. So that is all that I have for baseball. We do have some softball to talk about. Pilo? I'm up. All you. I'm going to get a beer. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, <clears throat> currently softball sits at 15-9, and 0-3 uh, on the season. Um, kind of looking back at last week, uh, the Lady Eagles hosted Ole Miss – uh, on Wednesday in Hattiesburg. Great crowd, uh, over 1,500 people there. Uh, lost this one 9-1. to one. Line stock started. She goes two and a third. Gives up five hits, three earned, three walks. She just didn't have it. Uh, Lee comes in, throws an inning, gives up three hits, five earned, three walks. She didn't have it. Uh, <laughs> Kilgore comes in and uh, finishes it out, uh, throwing a, a clean one and two-thirds and gives up zero earned runs. Uh, Furbish credited for the win uh, for Ole Miss. Uh, I knew this was going to be a tough week uh, leading up. You know, it's their spring break and and um, had a lot, lots of games. And, and Ole Miss is good, right. and the Cajuns are awesome. Yes. So uh, one of the toughest weeks you could possibly have. Um, so, yeah, moving into uh, after Wednesday's game, um, so you, you have a three-game set against – you know, probably one of the best teams in the league um, against in Louisiana. Uh, Friday gets rained out, and uh, so you're looking at a doubleheader on Saturday to start. So uh, lost this one eight to four, uh, but I think they were up four nothing or uh, uh, early. So I know they scored four times in the the bottom of the second. Had a four one lead through three. Uh, UL scores. Uh, Four in the top of the fourth and three in the top of the seventh for the win. Lorna Agron, the only Lady Eagle with multiple hits. Uh, line stock hung in there, but wasn't enough. Six and a third, eight hits, five earned, three walks, seven Ks. She falls to eight and six on the year. And so um, had to follow that one up with uh, game two of the doubleheader. Lost this one 12 to one. Uh, ULL has 15 hits to Lady Eagles uh, two so Southern Miss also made three errors, and you just obviously can't do that against good teams, and ULL is really good. Uh, Jana Lee got the start. She goes four and a third, gives up 11 hits, eight runs, seven earned, one K, two walks. Uh, her her counterpart, Sam Landry, went uh, all six for ULL and got the W. Uh, Lady Eagles put the ball in play, only six strikeouts, but ULL just a better team right now. And... Uh, Kind of takes us to Sunday. Um, lost this one 10-2, but the game was close most of the way. ULL scores one in the first. Southern Miss scores one in the fourth and one in the fifth to take a 2-1 lead. And then, you know, good teams kind of do what they do. They you know, ULL exploded uh, for nine in the top of the six. Yeah, crazy, huh? Uh, wow. Uh, I, mean, I mean, like, we had the lead. <laughs> right, yeah. No, we're I, finally going to win one of these things. You, like, take yeah, one of three I know, from Lisa, the Lisa had it the on. conference. I think I'm watching golf at this point, and Lisa had it on in the other room. She starts cheering. I'm like, what happened? What happened? She said, we took the lead. And <laughs> and then, like, I get up to go to the kitchen and kind of walk around, and I looked in the head, and, you know, I kind of saw it was like 8-1. to one. I'm like, wait, what happened? We just yeah. didn't have the lead, so... Uh, anyway, Paris Ferguson gets gets two hits for the Lady Eagles. Hannah Borden hits a double. Uh, Linestock falls to eight and seven on the season, going five innings, six hits, seven runs, three earned, five walks, three Ks. Uh, really weird sixth inning that saw the Lady Lady uh, Cajuns load the bases on a catcher's interference, score a few hits on an extra on an inning extending error and a pitching change. All that added up to a bunch of runs being scored and a sweep of the Lady Eagles. Uh, looking ahead 
they travel to Marshall this weekend, uh, the 24th through the 26th. So, um, guess what? Marshall is pretty awesome too. They're 22 and three on the season and have won 12 in a row. So, uh, yeah, the grind doesn't. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Sundell, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. There's never a break. No, there isn't. There's so, no like FIUs. Or, no, uh, no, not yet. Anyway, <laughs> goodness gracious, man, we're getting our money's worth out of this thing. Um, well, hey, enough about all of that losing and stuff. Let's talk. And it's it's a long way from football season. Yeah, but we do have some football news. Let's do it. Tidbits of information coming your way. Uh, Southern Miss football continues to go through spring camp through through seven days so far. The guys are. Getting after it. I mean, they had to leave for spring break, but they've had seven total practices as of this recording, uh, either at the practice facility. I think they start back tomorrow. Okay. Either so, either at the practice facility or at the Rock. Yep. Um, they're good. Speaking of the Rock, we're getting new turf. You've heard about that? New uh, turf is definitely coming. I, I, this is gonna start there. I think any day now, they're gonna start putting that stuff in. So, Sweet. So I think it's and it's 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 time. It's been over ten years. Yep. Every ten years, you got to do it, and we use it way more than we should. Uh, if we had turf somewhere else or like an indoor practice facility, probably wouldn't have to use it as much. But that's a whole lot of big dudes running and stomping and cutting. Well, and, and just you the, know. the technology has changed so much sure, from sure, ten years sure, ago yeah. to the material they put underneath now to keeping it cooler to uh-huh. the longevity and the reflective and and all of that. I mean, it's just rapidly evolving, and so it, it's time. Yeah. So, but, but they continue to go through 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 spring practice, uh, getting a lot of good reports, um, especially coming out of the quarterback room. You know, that's, that's what everybody's going to ask about. I mean, we, we've we've got uh, lots more that we probably could talk about, like with the new defensive coordinator, um, with returning running backs. It's one of the most solid running backs room running back rooms that we've had in quite a while. But the quarterback—that's what everybody wants to talk about. That, that they get to touch it all the time. We've been in quarterback shambles the last two years, but lots of good reports coming out of the QB room. Um, Holman Edwards looking good. Uh, Billy Wiles and Zach Wilkie also looking really good. I think Jake Lang has, has, has shown some promise out there as well. Billy had a little bit of an oblique strain, but nothing too serious, uh, so he's getting back out there. Um, it's going to be great to just have a good quarterback battle again, right? And also, uh, former Southern Miss great Tracy Lampley announced as the new offensive coordinator at Ocean Springs High School. It's awesome. The Green Bay Packers sign former Southern Miss star defensive back Tarverius Moore. He was drafted back in 2018 by the 49ers and yep. has played for the Niners ever since. Had that huge interception in the in the uh, Super Bowl. Yep, Patrick like, Holmes. Just like that close to getting a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, so that, that rookie contract ended, so hopefully he got paid well and, yeah. and picked up, and he'll be more of probably an everyday starter for the Packers. And I get this. Here's a, here's a blast from the past. Uh, one of the – just the great dudes. Every time I've met him, he's just – I'm like, man, this is like Sutter Miss Royalty, and he just acts like a normal guy. Um, but the Kansas City Chiefs have announced their full coaching staff for 2023 – and former Southern Miss grade Todd Pinkston, who actually played for Andy Reid for six seasons in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah, and later coached under Reid as an intern, um, has been named as the new running backs coach. Uh, Pink was, had been coaching wide receivers at Austin P with Scotty Walden. Um, so now he's going to be coaching uh, coaching the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Running backs. That's really cool. Good, good for Pink. Um, and the last bit of football news that I have, the Atlanta Falcons re-signed cornerback Cornell Armstrong to a one-year deal. He played nine games last year and started four and ended the year as a starter, so he's got one more year. I mean, hey, man, stay in the league as long as you can stay in the league. And um, and it's it's a good thing that Cornell is getting, getting another year to kind of prove himself. Yeah, and I know before the show we talked about, too, about uh, Raheem Nunez-Rochez uh, signed with the New York Giants, and I saw an interview or something about him on Twitter because uh, I was in Belize, where he's from, uh-huh. this past week. And so I was kind of doing a little digging on him. And, and there was some kind of quote or something about they were asking, you know, what he brings and his experience. Because, I mean, I think the article, the headline said veteran. 
uh, veteran uh, defensive lineman. So it's just crazy he's been in the league for huh. so long to be. Thought you were just going to say veteran. That yeah. was it. Well, no, I'm just uh, just. <laughs> Well, the the quote was uh, something about like what what do you do or what can you bring and he he said uh, I'm here to stop the run it's it's that simple it's what I do and so love love to hear that from him and uh, he definitely clogged up you know some some lines for sure so he's still getting it done. I wonder if he's still going to be a veterinarian. I think at one point he was yeah talking about being a veterinarian. Yeah, I don't know how Dash would react if I took him in there and Roach has to sit behind the counter. You know like. Reaching as long out as to... he's got the grill in, <laughs> um, and and that's that's a lot of what we had to talk about today. But there is some Southern Miss golf news, golf updates, um, and you're the golf guru. So why don't you take us through the golf updates? Yeah. So last time out, uh, the men's golf team finished fourth out of 18 teams at that Duffner Tiger Invitational. Cameron Clark finishes third overall out of a stellar field. Uh, shot 69 on his Tuesday round. So starting March 20th, which is today, Southern Miss is playing uh, in the All-American Collegiate at the Golf Club of Houston, hosted by the University of Houston. Uh, It's a 54-hole event, 36 holes today, and a final round on Tuesday. So 21 teams, including six top 50 programs, uh, Houston at 46, Tennessee at 14, Kansas State at 17, Mississippi State at 29, Louisville at 36, and North Texas at 47. So another stellar field they're playing mm-hmm. against. Uh, Golden Eagles will be, uh, let's see, Robbie and Tommy Ladder, uh, Cameron Clark, Ryan Dupuy, and uh, Thong Pingpat. Uh, Ratatanyan. Ratatanyan. Uh, Bennett Ruby will be playing as an individual. So. Very cool. Good Very luck good. to them. I, I don't know how that how today ended. I could probably look that up. Yeah, and, and you know, the facility that they're putting in at the back side of the Hattiesburg Country Club driving range. Yes. I think it's fully funded now. And that's another thing when you come and play in our tournament. We're, we don't add like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to the pot. <laughs> but we add a little bit. You know, I, I got a feeling like, like what we raise helps some um, but but th- that's one of the things that that Eddie w- has talked about before when he's on the show is is getting this indoor facility where they're gonna you know have different bays that you can uh, hit on the track man they can use the simulator and not only do they have that they have the outside area which is a great practice facility right outside of there I wish I had it um, it, it, but but it's, it's it's another it's it's another thing that, that's gonna help him recruit. Um, Absolutely. Uh, you know, having that and then playing in tournaments like this, you know, where you're playing against all these awesome ass teams. Um, so it's, 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 you know, Eddie, Eddie's got it going on over there and, and Lucy does as well. So um, get out and support them um, if you can. And I think there's one team left uh, for the To the Top Talk tour, April 21st and 22nd. Talked about it a hundred times, but. If you're if you're on the fence and you don't know if you want to do it or not, well, now is kind of the time because it's going, it's going to be completely full really soon. Um, so so you know, hit me up on social or email us at to the top talk at gmail.com if you want to play, and it's going to be really fun. All the proceeds go to the golf team. Um, once again, uh, thank you so much to Fourth Street Bar and Grill. For sponsoring us, always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event. I'll probably be there tomorrow night. They'll have all the games on. If you can't make it to the game, $9.95 plate lunches. Please go by there and eat one of these plate lunches. You'll thank me later. That's Monday through Friday. Home style plate lunches. Don't forget to tag us on social when you go by so we can give you a shout out. Speaking of shout outs, or anything else that you want to talk about, about your gallivanting throughout the Caribbean, Pilo, do you have any shout-outs or any other yeah. cool stuff? I mean, if you listen to last week's episode, I have to give a shout-out to Preparation H mm. uh, for for taking care of me. Uh, no, no. in all seriousness, the shout-out to you know, the crew staff. Um, you know, I, I, those those guys, I mean, they work their tails off. If you just kind of sit back and watch, it's really incredible to see 
kind of the work ethic of, of the staff just to make our week a little bit more enjoyable. Um, so it was, it was a great week. Uh, thanks to Coop for stepping in and kind of making everything happen behind the scenes. So, uh, definitely enjoyed the show with you guys last week. And again, I mentioned it earlier, Got to give a shout out to Justin Hosey for keeping me updated while I was out in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Uh, he was he was clutch with the text messages uh, and on updates for softball and baseball. So, huge shout out to him. Uh, yeah, I'll do a couple shout outs. First of all, shout out to my wife for starting the dishwasher right when we were going to record this. That's pretty cool. I don't know if you've heard those buzzes going off and those beeps throughout <laughs> the entire thing. I don't know why it has to beep that much, but it beeps quite a lot. I guess to tell you like it's going, then to st- it stopped, and then to open. I don't know. Anyway, lots of beeps. Enjoyed that. Um, speaking of that, shout out to my dog. Hadn't made a peep. Hadn't barked us. Yeah, it's been stellar. A single time. I was gonna give him. I was gonna give Dash a shout out if he barked. Hadn't barked. Just sitting right there, six feet away from us, flopping those ears around. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, shout out to Charles and Mikkel Culifer. They got married this past weekend. These are mainstays in the roost uh, down around the turn right there uh, when you're like kind of almost to Mr. Rick. Yep. They have they have a really good setup. They have the the, the pickup truck with the with the stadium seats in the back. Oh yeah. They always wear their Pete Taylor pet Pete Taylor Magic shirts. Uh, designed by Pilo. That's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> I'm not sure if they still know who we are. I've shook their hand several times and I was like, can I get my picture? I don't know if they just thought, like, I just wanted to get my picture with a cool shirt. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to do it. Yeah, So, but shout out to them, man. It's, just, it's cool. Um, good people. Um, very happy for them. So, you know, to the top, y'all. And my last shout out I wanted to give is to Kelly Sander of the Eagle Hour. Good buddy of mine. Good buddy of ours. I went over to his house for a St. Patrick's Day party. We watched a bunch of the uh the NCAA basketball tournament. Yeah. He had four games going at the same time on his screen. Apparently you can do that with YouTube TV. And I'm not really even into that. I'm not totally into the tournament. I used to be way more involved in sports than I know. But watching all four of them right there at the same time was really cool. Yeah. It was it was it was, it was super cool. Um so give a shout out to Kelly. And man, that's that's it. If you don't have anything else, we're gonna close this puppy down. Let's do it. So guys Thank you so much for listening in today, whatever day you might have listened and whichever platform you chose to listen in on. Remember, you can follow me at Bumper J Bailey and Patrick at P. Lowry. Follow us on all social at To The Top Talk. And don't forget about the mailbag, to the top talk at gmail.com. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell somebody to the top today. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. <laughs>
You have lots of things to offer But Southern Mississippi puts you all to shame I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU You play a good game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state call katie case bailey with dunbar real estate for all of your real estate needs katie case bailey realtor extraordinaire something to show something to list something to sell call today at 601-408-9980 